eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, we got one game in the books, so it's one of my favorite times of year where we get to talk ball with Jay Lehman, Illini All-American linebacker. We get to break down a 38-6 win over Wyoming for Illinois football. They start off on the right foot. And uh, welcome in the honorary captain, Jay Lehman, going out there, getting honored by the team at Memorial Stadium. What was that like, Jay? That was a lot of fun. You know, I felt really honored. Coach uh, Coach Spielman called me uh, earlier in the week and said, hey, why don't you be the honorary captain? this week um and so got to talk to the team on friday uh prior to their walkthrough uh got some swag for me and my son you know so i can look fresh in my Illini gear um and then on saturday afternoon we, we were able to you know have a little food before the game and get get on the field with my family take a couple pictures kiss a few babies and uh go then go go walk and actually do the do the coin toss now i didn't call the coin toss we did lose the toss because wyoming as the visitor calls that i just got to watch and act you know act like i was doing something which i really did nothing but it was a great honor i mean that's got to be good i mean bioma seems like he's reaching out to a lot of different areas jay whether it's fans yeah. students and alumni sure. seems like he's been part of that too i think he i think he gets it he yeah. gets what it means to be a college football coach um and how it's more than just the players that are there currently it's the players that you are recruiting to come in the players that have been there for generations and, and of course the fans and you know it's been a long time i think since an illinois football coach at least at this point in his career has been as well liked as as brett bielema is you know i, I don't think beckman ever reached that popularity i don't think love you ever reached that popularity so i think he's on the right track and, and saturday certainly helped that 
Yeah, I, I don't think I'm very high on this Wyoming team, Jay. I wasn't going in given all the losses they had. I'm, I'm not very high on them after seeing what we saw. But Illinois took care of business, right? And and we've seen, I, I was in the booth with you uh, as Illinois lost a group of five game. I went back and looked, Jay, they were six and five against group of five teams over the last five years, six years. Wow, I I, I did not know that. You know, I remember that, I think it was the Eastern Michigan game with, with yeah. Fred Glass or somebody, somebody that somebody named Glass that was tearing us up at quarterback. Obviously, US, UTSA last year. But uh, we, we've had way, way too many of those over the years, and it's it's good to actually get one and, and knock it out. It never felt like it was in doubt. Yeah, I mean, so overall, what is the big takeaway? I don't know if we learned that, oh, Illinois is definitely going bowling uh, on Saturday, but, but what's your big takeaway as, as, as a former player who's been through these? Yeah, as a, uh, first off, just big picture stuff. Um, other than the Josh McCray, you came through healthy, right? Uh, I, I don't know what Josh's status. We'll find out, you know, later today. You know, we record this on Monday morning, yeah. so you know we're going to figure that out. But um, I think staying healthy, number one. Uh, num- number two, uh, I, I really sense a confidence when it came to the defense. Like it was, there was no panic. They give up a play. Uh, there's a lot of confidence on the back end, to be honest, and without a ton of pressure uh, on the quarterback. And we we can talk about that. But also, um, I, I, I saw poise from the offense, mostly from Tommy DeVito. I saw some poise. So um, offensively and defensively, that's what I've seen. Um, special teams had some ups, had some downs. But I, I think overall, when I look at the football team, I felt, if I could just say a word, it was comfortable and confident. Yeah. I didn't feel like they were – I mean, there were some penalties. Yeah, there were some mistakes. But I never felt like there was a panic or there was a moment in the stands where people felt like we're not in control of this football game. So I think that was the general feel I had for the Week Zero game. Yeah, at one point I leaned over to Joey Wagner who was 17-6 and Illinois had, had punted. And I was like, is this where it's going to get tight? And it didn't, right? Like, So even if you if a fan had that feeling, it felt like the, the team uh, never had that feeling, Jay, which is – it's a small step. Right, like to there's got to be big strides for this program, but there got to be small sure. steps along the way. Last year was competitiveness. I think the step they could take on Saturday was blowing out what I think is going to be a team at the Group of Five who struggle. So they did it, right? Right. I mean, they took they took care of business, and you know they're on to the next game and whatnot. I, I do think from a big picture, what the Week Zero has done. I know this has been talked about, but you get to start earlier. You get a weekend where you can get a lot of recruits there because there's not a lot of recruits. I mean, there was no other Power 5 game in the region. Northwestern was playing over there in Ireland, right? And so if you're a Midwest guy and you wanted to go to a game after week one of your high school season, where were you going? You were probably going to the Illinois game, right? So that that's a good thing. Um, and, and Brett said it too. He's got four Saturdays that they'll have off this this year to recruit. And, and you know, because they're playing Friday this week, Chattanooga on Thursday, and they have two bye weeks. I think just the bigger picture of what they're trying to build, I think the week zero, again, makes a lot of sense. Always feels better, of course, when you win both of them. Right. If we would have lost both of them, we would have been done with it. But, right. you know, we feel good about that. So, Jay, let's focus on the new things, uh, which is the offense, right? The offensive play caller is different with Barry sure. Loney Jr. The quarterback is different with Tommy DeVito. First of all, what did you see from Lonnie? I, I don't know how much of the playbook we saw, and I think that's probably a good thing going into Indiana, but mm-hmm. what was different? I think the biggest difference I saw in a word was spacing. 
I think he really understands route spacing. Um, you know, I've, I've said for years that I believe uh, the, the coordinator for Ohio State and former Indiana head coach Kevin Wilson, one of the best coordinators when it came to spacing in the country, even when Indiana was not great. They had great offenses under Kevin Wilson. And it kind of reminded me, uh, didn't have the deep shots of Kevin Wilson that he has, but it kind of reminded me the the spacing concept. There was this guy's all over the field in different route concepts that they were able to get the football out to him. So number one, spacing. Um, number two, uh, an awareness of the situation. So a lot of the guys will script their first 15 plays. I'm not sure if Barry Lunny does that, but I'm sure he has some semblance to that. But, you know, on play two, after that big chase Brown run, he's in the red zone. And I think he goes off script right there, I think, because he knows in the red zone they're probably going to be in man coverage, which they were. So he ran the motion to the opposite side, put Chase Brown on a backer. He knew that's what they were going to be in inside the red zone, and that's a matchup they wanted to exploit with a wheel route in the second play. So the ability to say, okay, let's go off script, and let's go into what we would go on script for our first red zone play in kind of what we call the high red zone, which is kind of that 15 to 25 area, and hit uh, Chase Brown. It was good to DeVito get on a, on a, on a good path, uh, good start. And then third, I saw a lot of um, – a lot of safety valves in everything that they do. There's one or two routes that they're going to try to take a shot on. I mean, they did take a shot to tip Ryman early in the game, hit him in the helmet. I don't think he saw it soon enough. Uh, but tips a guy I want to touch on because I thought he looked really big, number one, and looked looked solid. But uh, what I saw is there's a, there's a, there's a ton of drive route concepts in there. When drive route is basically you start on one side and you drive all the way across the field and quick outrights. We saw Pop Pat Bryant catch a quick out which is just a timing route for a touchdown we saw a couple other guys uh, get open Isaiah almost got that first down on his first catch on that deep uh, drive route Uh, so there's a lot of different things right there as far as safety valves a lot of times he just checked it down to Chase or checked checked it down to Josh McCray for a safe play he looked really really poised he had a lot of time to throw the football and so what I saw was uh, spacing I saw the ability go off the script and I saw a lot of drive routes, a lot of option routes out um, and dump offs that if the initial play wasn't there, they can still get some positive yards and go through. Where last year, you know, we didn't complete 50% of our passes at all. It was like, hey, if that first guy's not open, you're either getting sacked or we're throwing the ball away. Yeah, Jay, and there's just quick hitters uh, to me, which is, you know, some of these RPOs that they would run. Brian Hightower's, you know, a short hitch for five yards, and sure. all of a sudden you're second and five. Like, that seemed like a dream right. last year. Um, or he'd break a tackle and he'd get a first down. Right. Uh, you just feel like you can get ahead of the chains a little bit more. Like, how, how do they do that? Is it – why weren't they able to do that this year, and, and how are they sure. able to do that now? Well, I mean, we saw the RPO, you know, really done to perfection by um, UTSA last year against us, right? And they, they had some a receiver and a running back that really tore us up, and and we saw more of that. I didn't see as much as I thought I would see. I saw a good chunk of it, right? Um, enough to know that's going to be a big part of their offense. I think they wanted to work some different things, but I think when you have Chase Brown, he, he, you absolutely have to respect as a running back with probably six guys in the box, seven guys in the box. Um, I say six guys when it's spread out. I'm saying, you know, whenever you spread out, more than that in the box, seven, eight guys in the box if it's kind of condensed formation. So you have to respect them on that. And then it's just the the timing aspect of it and a quarterback that can be accurate enough on that slant throw, right? I mean, we saw him miss it. So he missed Isaiah early in the game, threw it behind him a little bit on the RPO. But 
for the most part, it's there. We saw Casey Washington make a big play on a third down on the RPO, a contested catch, which so many times we, we didn't make contested catches. So, and, and also, the offensive line on the RPO has to make it look the same. And it is the same for him, but it has to be executed the same over and over and over again. And so um, I thought they did a tremendous job as far as the first time playing together as an offensive line in live play. I think it's a little bit different. And so I, I was I was high on the offensive line. So, Jay, uh, Tommy DeVito didn't set the world on fire, but he didn't have no. to, right? And, oh. and he doesn't have to, I don't think, this year. Like, he's going to face tougher tests. He's going to have to make difficult throws. I thought his best throw was the the one to Pat Bryan in the cover two there later sure. in the game. But what, what did you notice out of him in his first full game with Illinois? Uh, I do like that throw, that whole shot to Pat Bryant, and was on that cover too. But I think uh, with, with with Tommy DeVito, number one, I think a lot of people have have stated this. He never looked panicked. Yeah, he looked really poised. I think that's what you that's what you want. He had time for the most part. Um, I think he has an understanding of the situation. You can tell he's twenty four years old, right? And you know, for the most part, there were some balls he missed, uh, but I thought it was fairly accurate on a lot of passes, you know, I know they're, they're going to knock on him for some of the stuff that, that, you know, not throwing the football down the field, but you know, he, he threw a great ball to tip Ryman hit him in the face. Uh, he would have had more yards too. Isaiah had a couple plays that were called back. Um, you know, one time he's down on the touchdown pass the other time. Uh, I think he had two, two call, two decent run after the catches called back yep. uh, because of penalties. And one was blocking the back. Another one was, it was something else. So, um, I think he did a great job of not locking on one receiver. I mean, last year it was like Isaiah Williams. It was lock in. This is where we're going. I think 12 or 13 guys caught the football. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have some design stuff for Isaiah and for Chase, for sure. And I thought Hightower was a big body, uh, you know, that they can throw the football to. And so all those things combined between the poise, being a field general, um, and and be, having the smarts, the wherewithal, and what he needs to do. And one time he sprinted like, seemed like forty yards to get out of bounds, right? <laughs> yeah, like and yeah. gained like two yards. You're like, kind of, why are you doing that? It's just an awareness of the situation. Wanted to stop the clock, try to get points. And so I was happy with. I saw Tommy. I think he has some throws he wants back. But I think if you're Barry Lunny Jr., you think you feel like, okay, that's a good first start. And I and I'm positive that Barry didn't show everything that he's got yeah. for that game. Um, and, and let's just remember, once you put the subs in, you're, you're most likely just going to run your basic five to ten plays that you want your subs to get really good at. Yep. And that's what they did. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Jay, um, didn't take a lot of deep shots. Wyoming seemed like they were playing a lot of quarters, a lot of uh, deep guys. I want to keep everything in front of them. But um, they do have to prove that they can be a vertical passing team, right? Like to, to complete that, sure. to tip rhyme and to – can a wide sure. receiver get – Behind behind a defense, I don't know. We don't know that quite yet, because uh, Deuce Span was the only guy who could really do it last year. Um, sure. So, what's what's the next step you want to see for this offense uh, against an Indiana who's going to be a bigger team? But as you said, I think you're going to see more of the playbook against the Hoosiers. Yeah, this is kind of an outlying thought, but I look at some of the defensive backs we have, and I'm like, could we steal one of those for offense? <laughs> uh, you know, I look at Devin Witherspoon. I, I look at. Yeah, Sidney Brown, even even Quan Martin, you know, and I'm like, those guys have the length and the just explosiveness that I feel like we lack a little bit on the edge. Um, 
certainly that's not a knock on them playing defense, right? Um, thought they played well, but it doesn't seem like right now where the program's at, we have many athletes that fit that mold, right? Um, and so, you know, Jonah Morris kind of has a bigger build, could 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 be something. Um, you know, I don't know though who's gonna really stretch the field and go up and get the football. I think that's yet to be determined. Feels like Pat Bryan is really important for them. Well, yeah, because I mean we saw Pat Bryant the whole shot on the out route. Um and Pat's only a sophomore, correct? Yeah. 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 I think Pat can be a good football player. I'm not sure he's a burner, but I think he has good enough speed and the length to make a few plays down the field. I think it was a little too young last year. Um, you know, let's not forget, I had a chance to be on the field and, and a walkthrough on Friday, but on the field for warmups, I was sitting right by the tight ends. I was astounded at the size of Tip Ryman. I mean, this is a big, big tight end. I don't know what he's listed at, but I can tell you just looking at his thighs and his legs, He's looked like he was bigger than than all the other tiny. He looked like he was like bigger than Luke Ford. Uh, Luke and Luke's not a small guy, you know. So I mean, Tip Ryman looked big, and so I think Luke was a little bit banged up. I, I don't know how many two tight end sets we'll see either, because uh, that's a pretty deep room as well. So uh, I was impressed by what the way Tip looked. If you look how Tip blocked, uh, he had some 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 real devastating blocks. If you actually watch the tape. Uh, and the ability to get to the second level as a tight end. Uh, so I was actually really impressed by him. So that, that was a guy that I, didn't, I know he dropped his one pass to him, but I thought blocking wise he did really well. Jay, you said you kind of liked what you saw of the offensive line. I, I thought the tackles looked really good. Uh, Interior-wise, um, those are all new guys, right? Alex Postrum at center, sure. Zai Chrysler, Isaiah Adams I thought had a strong game, but there did seem to be some miscommunications up front. Like how quickly – or how, how long does it take for an offensive line to gel? Well, I mean, here's the deal. We, we It wasn't too too many years ago that we had an offensive line that led the, the country in starts to get, you know, or something like that. We had like 130 starts or offensive line and we're ready. And, and, and they were okay. I mean, they had Doug Kramer and they had Kendrick Green and those guys are in NFL. So, I mean, they're solid football players, right? So, um, I do think the more years you play together, the better. But when you have JUCO transfers and the transfer portal, that's getting harder and harder to yep. do. So I do think they're going to make a big progress from week one to week two. That's a cliche. But I think the first three or four games are kind of critical to get together. I thought Palcheski and um, Julian Pearl were really bookending, you know, both of it. They, they really took out took the defensive ends out of the game. I, I really like um, the ability, though, of all those linemen, those two guards, to climb to the second level. And what I mean by that is – not just block the guy in front of you, the defensive tackle or nose tackle or defensive end, but but really getting to those linebackers. And, and I, I, they were more mobile than I thought they would be. I kind of thought they were going to be plotters, but uh, they, they moved. And so I, I think the offensive line, I, I thought they were going to be average this year. I think it's a chance to be a, a, a group that's a little bit above average. Uh, they, you know, I think Pilstrom's got to get the experience at center that he needs. He's Obviously, it's a new position, and there's a lot of responsibility on, at, at yeah. center. But, again, I come back to Tip Ryman. I think he's a huge asset in the blocking game. I really do. If you watch the tape on, on his ability to handle a defensive end one-on-one, I think he's doing some good things. Yeah. I think that group is pretty talented. As you said, Jay, you saw him up close. That's a much bigger offensive line. 
Yeah, I mean that was. I mean, I think they're all over six five. Number one, yeah. so they're they're tall. Um, I mean, mostly in the Beckman years, but I mean, I remember seeing guys that had more more gut than butt, like we talk about, right? I mean, this is like, man, there there's light in the loafers, and, and and there's definitely a certain body type that they want. And here's the thing with somebody that that's that's taller, you can put more weight on somebody that's tall. That's obvious, right? So, um, they like that taller offensive lineman. And they like to put a lot of weight on them. And we didn't even get to see Chase Brown really start to hammer in the second half. I mean, if he really – he could have had 253 yards if they really would have leaned on him and needed him to. Uh, because I think that offensive line and Chase would have just gotten stronger. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't even bring up Chase Brown, Jay, just because we know he's really good. But <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We're this far in. Um, he's, he's one of the best in the Big Ten. I mean, what what makes him tough as a defender? Well, I I think it's it's obvious to see that I think he's just at a different gear than everybody else on that yeah. field. I he he, whether he is faster in a forty yard dash or not, he certainly is playing faster than most everybody on that on that field. He's got a real unique ability when when you watch him run vertically, he has the ability to just cut ever so slightly and not lose speed. You'll see him do it a couple times. It's a, it's a it's it's a rare, it's a it's a unique cut. And Jerry, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. If you've seen it, he he's running full speed, and he makes a guy miss, but he doesn't look like he's slowed down. Yeah. That's a really rare thing. I think the knock on Chase has always been, can we hold him back from hitting the hole too soon? Is he going to have patience? I think he's done better at that. I think the first run was a great example of that, where he stretched the play, then put a foot in the ground and got north and south. And then, then has the ability to, to outrun angles. Uh, we, we saw that time and time again. And also, they want to throw the football to him more. We saw that in the second play of the game. And, and then also the third play of the game, uh, they, they want to throw him the football and can be a weapon. I saw, though, he was improved blocking. I thought that some at times last year, he wasn't great at protecting. I saw him take a couple backers out, legs first. You know, So I think he's an NFL back. Uh, I think if he stays healthy in this offense – I think he could get upwards of 14, 1,500 yards. Let's not forget, it, it was up until game five last year because he started banged up in September that he had like 120 yards. He ended up with 1,005, you know? Yep. I think he could be a 1,500-yard back. I also think if he stays healthy, he can be all Big Ten. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's switch to the defense, Jay. Um, Ryan Walters, you always want to carry stuff over, right, from from the previous season of building on it. Um, you mentioned the defensive backs. 
they look well coached, don't they? I, I mean, I really, really do. I mean, just what stands out about that group? Because, I mean, as you said, they, they did some zone, but it was basically, I trust these guys to make plays. And, and I know right. Peasley didn't have a very good game, but they were part of it too. Right. I, well, I, I don't know how much of it is, um, you know, Ryan Walters is a defensive back by trade. I know he was a safety. I know he, I don't know if they ever say that he helps out the safeties and DBs more or whatnot, because um, I'm going to, I'm drawing a blank on the cornerbacks coach name, Aaron, Aaron Henry, but yeah. And, and Aaron Henry's a, a great coach too. He's the guy. I mean, there was rumors that, you know, Florida came after him when Brett was coming after him uh, to coach, you know? And so Aaron Henry obviously played Wisconsin during my era and whatnot, but he's done a great job with Witherspoon as far as mm-hmm. I think Witherspoon's an all big 10 guy candidate as well uh, plays with a chip on the shoulder. We saw the pick. We, we left a couple of picks out there, yep. but you know, the guy who I saw make a lot of breakups and the coach's praise is Quan Martin. We've seen Quan for years. He's finally kind of developed. I think he has the ability to have kind of a Kirby Joseph year if he wanted to have it. And Sydney's solid all over the place. I think Sydney, his ability to hit people, and come up and tackle all those guys really can come up and tackle as well as cover man to man. I think what's just so rare is that we don't, we don't see for years. We just saw receivers wide open. <laughs> we didn't see that. So it's sort of kind of like, okay, well they're, they're pretty solid. I and mean, they just look like really good athletes in the back end. What stands out about Quan? I mean, to have, I was just noticing he's switching between free safety and nickel and kind of going all over the place. Like that's good for his NFL prospects, Jay, but sure. what stands out about him as a player to you? Well, I think he's got pretty. He's got he's got he's got ball skills. So he's always kind of run the ball as far as he can make picks. He's always getting his hand in there. He's big enough now. I don't think we got here, but he's big enough now to really tackle and come down into the box if he needs to. But I think he's a great counter to what Sidney Brown is. Yeah. You know, um, and again, can kind of fill that Kirby Joseph role. So I think I think Quan. Is instinctive, smart guy, but I also think too some of those young guys got in there, Bailey and, and Jennings, and some of those guys impressed me. You know, uh, Kendall Smith impressed me uh, with some of his breaks on the balls and whatnot. So, uh, again, it was a quarterback that had like two career starts prior to this um, transferred. Uh, so, I don't know if it was receivers, the quarterback or just the play of the demons of backs. But overall, I thought they played well. I think Quan just his versatility from, from you know, nickel to safety and everything that he does is a, is a big plus. I don't think Ryan Walters unveiled a lot. I, I think it was pretty vanilla. Uh, with the yeah. Didn't see a lot of blitzing, right, all of that. But you mentioned it, Jay. There are only 20 pass attempts. I think only one hurry, no sacks. Uh, and, and they did run the ball. Wyoming had some, some runs, whether it was Peasley on the keeper, Illinois seemed to lose contained there. And then uh, Swen, who's a really good player, probably could play at the Power Five, had had a couple runs. What did you notice from the defensive front? Well, I, first, just schematically, we had, you know, a true nose tackle. A lot, a lot of times last year, it was just Johnny Newton and um, and Keith Randolph. Sometimes Roderick Perry would be in there um, and rotating in. But we had a, a true 3-4, meaning three down linemen playing the majority of the snaps. Um, so I saw, you know, Keith, Keith Randolph, I saw him up close on, on Friday and also saw him up close on Saturday and, and, and he's an NFL player. I mean, that's, there's no doubt the way he moves, his length, 
his strength. Johnny plays a little bit different because he's shorter and plays yeah. with you know extreme leverage and whatnot. But Calvin Avery, we talked about this before the show a little bit, but yeah. Calvin Avery looks like he's in way better shape, got consistent push. Uh, they, they've really coached him up and challenged him, and he, he's, he's risen to the challenge. So I think those three uh, set the tone for everything else. Yep. Part of the reason there wasn't a ton of pressure, a lot of their pass plays were rollouts, sprint outs, uh, trying to buy time for their quarterback, Peasley. Um, I think Zeke Holmes and Coleman aren't necessarily were gay or a carny were at the end of last year. I think they they, they can get there. Um, I think I think Yakis is it Gabe Yakis? Hackis, yeah, it's a weird Hackis, Hackis, Yakis, Yakis, Hackis. He looks the part, and I tell you what, just I think he's gonna he's gonna find his way on the field, whether it be in pass packages or whatever it is. He certainly looks the part, and Bryce Barnes got some reps. He's a guy that a Gibson City guy that you know got some solid reps in there. So on the front, I think they're you could always use more D linemen, yeah. always right. But I think they're starting to build some actual depth there. Uh, they got us a little bit on some of the zone play. Uh, and I think that's something that could be cleaned up. But as far as the front goes, that's what I saw. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jay. We look forward now to a bigger test. We'll learn a lot more about this football team with every game, but really stepping up from a, a group of five opponent to yeah. a big 10 opponent. But it's not like you're going to Michigan. You're going to Indiana, a place Illinois hasn't been in nine years now. Um, Indiana coming off a two and ten season, zero and nine in the Big Ten. They have changes at coordinator. Haven't seen them play yet, but what are you most looking forward to uh, against Indiana on Friday night? Yeah, so uh, of course it's a Big Ten opponent. Opponent, so I'm I'm looking forward to see what Barry Lunny's offense looks like, and I'm looking forward to see what Walt Ryan Walters when he actually blitzes when he when he and does some some interesting different things. What he's going to draw up for Walt Bell's offense. Walt Bell is the offensive coordinator for um, Indiana now. You know, he was the UMass coach, but he's also the Maryland coach uh, under DJ Durkin. And so um, I've, I've seen Walt Bell coach, um, and, you know, they're going to air it out. They're going to spread the football out. They're going to air it out. They're going to run the football out of spread formation. Um, I think Indiana is such an interesting case study because, you know, two years ago, that great year, then last year, a ton of injuries. They lost a lot of guys. They've also recruited decent over the last two or three years. So some of those guys are older. So you're kind of like, hmm, Tom Allen's usually got those guys ready to play. Um, and, and with Indiana, usually they're in their games into the second half. Mm -hmm. Not last year, but they're always into the game in the second half. I would not be surprised to, to see this game come down to the fourth quarter. And really it's going to be a question of, who can finish for a while there? Indiana was the time where they lost tons of close games in 2018, 2019. I did a lot of those games. Couldn't get over the hump. Illinois was kind of there last year, right? Mm -hmm. Lost a, a lot of close games. We talked about Tommy DeVito. Can he get five to seven more first downs? He did last game. Can he do it in this game with his legs, with Isaiah Williams, with Chase Brown? Can they get those first downs? And what's Barry Lundy got up to sleep? I'm sure he's got more than what we saw in the first game against Wyoming. So, Jay, um, as somebody that, that saw a crowd that I thought had some energy in it, um, winning this game would not only be important for the season, but I, I think if you win this game, um, you get one in the Big Ten, of course. You get one towards a bowl game. But that could be a fun crowd against Virginia. I, I think this is, a, this is a big game for Illinois to win to kind of build some buzz, build some momentum, build some confidence. Absolutely. I think, I think this game um, 
it's your first conference game, first off. But second off, you did everything that you need to do in week zero. Now as we go to week one, which is your second game, to get a conference victory like they did last year against Nebraska in week zero, to start out 1-0, and um, to beat a neighboring state, right? I mean, Indiana is a team that we're going to battle some guys at least out of Florida for, right? Because, I mean, we, we battle similar guys out of Florida and Georgia that we want to get against Indiana. And I think just as a big picture, this is a game Illinois needs to win. You look at their schedule. We know it gets a lot meatier the back half than the front half. But to take the next step, up as a program, a good football team would go on the road and beat Indiana. They beat two 20, top 25 teams last year in Penn State and Minnesota. This team believes they can win. I think we're really going to find out a lot about Tommy DeVito. I think we're going to find a lot about of this offensive line. I hope the defense continues its progress and is good as advertised, but I do think it's going to build a lot of momentum for that Virginia game. And there's no way they're looking past Virginia after what happened last year. I mean, there's no way. Even if Tony Elliott's the new coach. And then you go into kind of a, a bye week, kind of long week, because Chattanooga's on Thursday, and then there's like another little half bye week. So they've got uh, – Brett really schemed up the schedule well he did. He did. if he can win, right? Yeah. So um, he's got he's to he's figure it out. All-American analysis from Jay Lehman. Uh, always appreciate the insight. You can check out his VIP film room breakdown with us as well. Jay, great talking to you. Talk to you next week, man. Always fun. Take care. Stuff as always from Jay Lehman. He's the goods, as you all know, and uh, he'll be with us throughout the season. And uh, we just recorded our VIP film room as well. And I highly suggest signing up for those. Um, I, you know, our VIP membership, I think, is is very valuable uh, for for what you pay. And I think we we give great coverage everywhere. But man, Michael Tulip on basketball, Jay Lehman on football. I just learn something new every time. Uh, I talk with them, and uh, it makes me football smarter. I think it makes you football smarter when two on. It makes us basketball smarter. Just understand what we're seeing on the field. and You, you watch the game a different way after you hear from these guys. So I, I enjoy it. I, I gain a lot from it myself, but I think uh, if you're a VIP member, you gain a lot from it as well. So check that out, um, and you can check out our VIP film rooms every week after every Illinois football game, and we do once a week with uh, Michael Tulip and Illinois basketball as well. So check those out. As always, thank you for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. We appreciate you. Give us a follow, rating, review wherever you get our podcasts. Also, if you could check out our YouTube page, give us a like, subscribe to us there. Uh, we put out a lot of content there. If you if you like the YouTube, if you get sucked down the YouTube channels like I do, we appreciate it. Give us a, a thumbs up on the videos when you like them uh, and comment and, and build a community there. We appreciate all your support in all the areas at Illini Enquirer. So everybody, take care of each other. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.